Thanks so much for doing that. Well, it's good to be able to share with you um, again today. And as we're trying new things and we're trying to connect and make sure that we can bring both people on Zoom uh, with our, uh, our physical presence here, um, we're going to get it right sometimes. Unfortunately, we're going to get it wrong sometimes. I recognise that, uh, once again, with the limitations of the camera that we're using at the moment, I'm like a little speck. Um, against the uh, background, but hopefully you can see well enough. And unfortunately, with the the aperture and the settings on the camera, sometimes I might be a bit uh, more blurry um, than others as things come up on the screen as well. But thanks for hanging in there. We really do appreciate how much uh, we as Northern Community and, and those that connect with us in this way are able to just move with uh, some of the different changes that are happening. Um, and it's also good that we can delve into a little bit more of God's Word as we demonstrate compa compassion and as we look at how we as a church family need to demonstrate compassion. Over the last couple of years, Australian social researcher Hugh McKay has focused on the importance of building a culture of compassion. Most recently, Hugh spoke of his hopes that as a result of COVID-19, our communities our businesses, our governments at all levels would become more compassionate. For Hugh, when speaking about shaping a post-pandemic society, he had this to say, compassion is not an emotion. Compassion is not something that you have to feel about someone in order to act kindly or respectfully or charitably towards them. It's not an emotion so much as a motivation. And while compassion may evoke emotion, compassion is an act of the will. We can choose to act compassionately with it, without having to have it as a prerequisite that the engagement of our that we have to engage our emotions first before we act compassionately. So we don't have to, you know, have those feelings before we take action. We don't have to like someone or agree with them or feel sorry for them before we act compassionately towards them. Many of us would be aware of the saying, "Actions speak louder than words." The challenge comes when our choices to demonstrate compassion means that we need to change behaviour. When we, uh, as another saying is, is put, uh, when we need to put our money where our mouth is. Matthew and James call us to put faith into tangible action. Just before we heard, had Amy read from Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 to 16 where we are called to make the community better, to make the community brighter because of our actions and that our good deeds, which should shine bright and they should direct people's attention towards Yahweh God. But the challenge is sometimes demonstrating compassion, doing good deeds can be more about the action than about the heart. While Hugh McKay is correct that we don't need to um, be motivated by emotion to demonstrate compassion, there is something still for me that remains hollow, or dare I say shallow, when people demonstrate compassion without a heart connection. 
When we remove this, the demonstrating of compassion can simply be just an act. I will do this without caring for others in the process. I will give to a charity, not really because I'm concerned about those that they care about or who they may benefit, but because I can get a tax break. In one church where I pastored, I was gobsmacked when an elder in the church said that those who give more to the church should have more say in what happens in the church. They should have greater influence on the decision-making. Giving of financial support can have strings attached. Similarly, the demonstrating of compassion can also have strings attached. If you have your Bibles close by, then I invite you to turn to the letter of James in the New Testament. If you go to the content section in the Bible in the front, you'll find that James is the eighth book or the eighth letter from the end of the Bible. That's where you'll find the letter of James. Now, it's interesting to note that early in the 1500s, when Martin Luther translated the Bible, he apparently had the book of James at the very end of the Bible describing it as an epistle of straw, finding little in it that pointed to Christ and his saving work. This reflects something of Martin Luther's struggle with mainstream church of the day that focused more on actions or birthright than about saving grace. Believing that what they did uh, or what they were born into as far as the denomination goes was more important rather than having faith that saved them. Often these actions that they displayed in Martin Luther's time had strings attached. Those with greater money had greater influence. The letter of James is a practical book that has so much to say to us today about the demonstrating of compassion. In James chapter 2, verses 14 to 26, we read these words. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you can say you have faith but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing and you say, goodbye, have a good day, stay warm and eat well but then you don't give that person any food or clothing, what good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. Now, someone may argue, some people have faith, others have good deeds. But I say, how, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. You say you have faith, for you believe that there is one God. Well, good for you. Even the demons believe this, and they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see, his faith and actions work together. His actions made his faith complete. And so it happened just as the scriptures say. Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteous 
because of his faith. He was even called the friend of God. So you see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. Rahab, the prostitute, is another example. She was shown to be right with God by her actions when she hid those messengers and sent them safely away to a different road. Just as the body is dead without breath, so faith is dead without good works. Consistent with Matthew 5, James calls people not to pay lip service, but to live out their faith in transformative action by our demonstrating of compassion. James gives a practical example of this action. If you see someone in the church family in need and you have the means to respond, then James calls for faith in concrete action. Do what you can about it. To wish someone well, have a good week, knowing that they don't have enough food to get by is pretty shallow. Giving someone a warm smile when they are shivering with cold has an emptiness about it. James knows that some people will push back on this, declaring their emphasis, their focus on faith. But James calls them to demonstrate faith through actions of compassion. If we were to echo Luther's concerns from 500 years ago, it is that demonstrating compassion can be just an act. Over the last couple of weeks, with the rise of the Black Lives Matter protests and with the hashtag BLM appearing on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, the demonstrating of compassion has been found at times once again to be just an act. Some organisations have been caught out by jumping on the brand wagon, splashing hashtag BLM on their profile, only later to be called out for their hypocrisy by people from within their organisations that have experienced racism. CEOs must reconcile their organization's past and current culture with their desire to be seen as sensitive to social justice issues in today's news headlines, with the ever-present desire to maintain corporate profile and profits. Demonstrating compassion, whether it be through Black Lives Matter or issues surrounding Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders, refugees, homelessness, the environment, protecting children from abuse needs to be more than just an act. Yes, absolutely it needs to be an act, but it needs to be more than just an act. Demonstrating compassion needs to transform our actions even when it comes at a cost. How we use our resources demonstrates our compassion. This is not about just giving to all and sundry and every tin rattler that we come across but to commit to areas where you demonstrate compassion and allow this to influence and transform your actions without strings attached. We, as followers of Jesus, need to take up opportunities to lead by example in the demonstrating of compassion. As Amy read earlier, we need to take to make our community better, to make it brighter, as we demonstrate compassion. But our demonstrating of compassion needs to be more than just an act. Our actions to demonstrating of compassion 
waving a placard, hashtagging a post, or giving to a cause will not save us. Paul writes in what seems to be in direct conflict to James in Romans and in Ephesians, the following. In Romans chapter 4, verses 1 to 3, we read these words. Abraham was, humanly speaking, the founder of the Jewish nation. What he did discover, or what did he discover about being made right with God? If his good deeds had made him acceptable to God, he would have had something to boast about. But that's not God's way. For the scriptures tell us Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. Then a little bit later in Ephesians, we read this in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for it, for this. this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things that you have done. So none of us can boast about it. Unfortunately, people sometimes think that God bases salvation on some form of ledger. That as long as there's more good than bad in a person's life, then they get to spend eternity with God. That there are somehow these, as it were, celestial scales for salvation. And we can get away with doing some bad things as long as we do more and all greater good things. If we demonstrate enough compassion, then God will put out the welcome mat for our arrival and give us a pat on the back. Both Paul and James are clear on this. We are not saved by our demonstrating of compassion. But because we are saved, we are called to live as followers of Jesus and demonstrate compassion. Let's have another look again at that passage in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 to 10. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 to 10. God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do good things, the demonstrating of compassion things. He planned for us long ago. Elsewhere, in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 18, and we'll also have a look at Titus 2.7, but in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 18, we read this, tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. And then also Paul says these things to Titus in Titus 2.7. And you yourself must be an example to them by doing good works of every kind. For us today, we must not, we cannot separate our actions from our faith. Nor should we separate our faith from our actions. You see, as followers of Jesus, demonstrating compassion is more than just an act. It is unfortunate that Christians have at times hidden behind their actions, believing that verbalizing their faith in Jesus is secondary and not as important as our actions. Paul 
and James and others who followed Jesus saw that faith and actions are two sides of the one coin. Demonstrating of compassion is more than just an act. It is both an action and a desire to engage with others in the story of salvation by a personal relationship with Jesus. Once again, turning to Paul's letter to Titus, we read in Titus chapter 2, verses 11 to 14, these words. For the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people. And we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness and devotion to God while we look forward with hope to the wonderful day when the glory of our great God and Saviour Jesus Christ will be revealed. He gave his life to make, to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us, to make us his very own people totally committed to doing good deeds. When we gather at the Lord's table, we remember Jesus' life work. We see two sides of the coin lived out. Jesus demonstrating compassion, which was more than just an act. It was not some superficial hashtag God loves you sign slung over a donkey. Nor did Jesus demonstrate compassion by healing people or dying on the cross without telling them God's plan of salvation. We see in the symbols of the Lord's table, the demonstration of compassion that was more than an act. It was a perpetual action that Jesus verbally declared would transform the lives of those who chose to put their trust in him. And Jesus then put his life on the line to demonstrate compassion, love, and what it means to have a relationship with God to us. I invite you to take the symbols of Jesus' body and remember Jesus putting his life on the line for you. If you have your symbols for communion, I invite you to take whatever symbol you've got um, for Jesus' body and to eat that now. I also invite you to take the cup as a symbol of Jesus' blood, which seals a new covenant, a new contract that invites all people to place their faith in Jesus' life, his death, and his resurrected life. Let's drink together. Jesus, we thank you for the dramatic demonstration of your love, your compassion for us. That was so much more than just an act. You didn't die on the cross in secret. You didn't heal people just in secret. 
But even when you did heal people, you encouraged them, you, you drew their attention back to your Father. And that through a relationship with you, we can have saving faith. We can, we can know what it means to be reconnected with our Creator. And Jesus, I ask that for us at Northern Community, that you would help us to continue to demonstrate compassion that is more than an act, that it is more than just something that is superficial, that it is more than something that um, is about strings being attached, but that it is also more than an act in, in, the, in the way that we want to communicate to those around us your love by the words that we say as well. Amen. So how might we respond today? Well, Peter writes the following. 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 15 to 17. Instead, you must worship Christ as the Lord of your life. And if someone asks about your Christian hope, always be ready to explain it. But do this in a gentle and respectful way. Keep your conscience clear. Then if people speak against you, they will be ashamed when they see what a good life you live because you belong to Christ. Remember, it is better to suffer for doing good, if that is what God wants, than to suffer for doing wrong. We are called to live out demonstrating compassion. We are called to speak out the demonstrating of compassion. So how might we respond? Well, there's a couple of questions that I've got available for you. There might be other ways that you'd like to respond as well. Is there an area of compassion where God is prompting you to engage in more action rather than just keeping it at a distance that God is wanting you, encouraging you to get more involved in the demonstrating of compassion in that way? What fear do you carry in speaking about your faith in Jesus to others. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you opportunities to step out in faith, to bring words and actions together as you demonstrate compassion. There's a range of ways that we can respond. You can send something, a message back by chat. You can send an email. You can also message. But my encouragement is that as the music's about to be played, that you will respond and talk to God about God, what God is revealing to you today. God bless you.